afternoon and welcome. We're glad you're with us. Bill Michaels Show, hour number three starting. Thanks to those of you listening to us in Platteville. Love our gang down there. Say uh, hi to Mark, who's uh, listening to us also in a truck. Jason, who's on the work site today, he is listening to us in Madison out in uh, Fitchburg. So he wanted to say hi. So uh, thanks, everybody, for saying hello to us. We certainly appreciate it. Now, always glad uh, to get your participation in the program as well. Um, now we uh, we go back to it and uh, go to our uh, go back to the phones. Uh, our buddy Eric Eager is joining us. Uh, Eric, how you been, pal? Things are good, Bill. I, I I enjoyed watching that Packers game last night. It was nice to see uh, you know the it was nice to see them get back uh, to their winning ways again. Uh, by the way, you can find Eric at Eric Eager underscore on Summer Sports as well, and you can read all his stuff over there. So uh, going through the analytics and such with uh, the Packers, the Rams, and the Packers from here on out. Eric, so I know the percentage for the Green Bay Packers to actually make it to the postseason is relatively minimal. I understand all of that. But has there been a change? Because I look at the teams that they have lost to, and I just went through this. Uh, you know, their schedule actually – for what it looked like at the beginning of the season to what it turned out to be with the Giants being good, the Jets being good, the Commanders being good, the Lions being good, uh, the Titans. You can go through the list. Everybody pretty much but the Bears and and the Rams, the defending champions, everybody else has been good, probably a 500 or better team so far. And the Packers have not fared well, obviously. But are the Packers starting to, as we say, get hot at the right time, or are we just fooling ourselves against two bad football teams? Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at the Packers, uh, there are three games that they've won by more than a touchdown and have been against the, the Bears twice and then last night against the Rams, the, the two, as you said, uh, teams that are not very good on their schedule. Everybody else has been, you know, okay, I guess. You know, uh, it's weird. They haven't played a lot of juggernauts, so they haven't played a lot of, uh, you know, they haven't played any bad teams. It's like that's kind of how the NFC has been, right, with the Giants and the Jets and the, you know, the uh, even Detroit. Um, so I, you know, I do think they have turned a corner though. When you look, you know, the Buffalo game, um, you know, that wasn't pretty, but they did move the football almost 400 yards, uh, Detroit, they had almost 400 yards again, not you're they're not converting that well in the red zone. Um, but you know, they've had, you know, decent games as far as offensive production, um, you know, since, since that Buffalo game, and you look at the rushing yards in those games, 208 against the bills, 106 against the Lions, 207 against Dallas. Um, last night, 138. The week before the bye, 175 against uh, the Bears. So it does seem like, even though Rodgers is struggling and he doesn't look like he's in sync much with the rest of his offense, um, I think that uh, you know they're they're starting to establish an identity on that side of the ball. I think what what is to be you know determined is you know after four straight games before the bye of giving up 400 or more yards on defense. Uh, it was last night's game Baker Mayfield being bad, or was it the Packers figuring out something post by defensively? Well, they did put pressure, and they ran a few different looks at Baker Mayfield, something that we had not seen consistently throughout the season. It's either a three-man or a four-man rush. Last night, they brought five at times. Plus, they had two down linemen on the field almost all night long, and they were starting to get home and put a little bit of pressure on Baker Mayfield as well. But I, I just thought that the coverage was a little bit better. They weren't playing a soft cushion on third down. Uh, and even when they did, they walked it up before the cadence and before the snap of the football. I thought they played a little bit different and maybe just a titch more aggressively last night out of uh, Joe Barry's defense. Well, yeah, and that, and that is, I think, what you have to do in the NFL now, right? Because, you know, they, they you know, to be frank, they don't have that, it, that big physical interior defensive lineman against the run to run the too high stuff and to play back. 
you know, that, that allows them to get run on. Um, and, and on late downs, like I just don't, you know, Jair Alexander's terrific, but the rest of the secondary, it, you know, can be boom or bust. And so, you know, you have to, I think, mix it up, especially against bad quarterbacks. Now, I, you know, this, this next few weeks, you, you have, you know, Tua Tunga Bailoa, who's been effective this year. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins, who's, you know, emerged, I think, after struggling at the beginning of the year, uh, doing really well. And then obviously Jared Goff has gone like 200 passes without interception and has Detroit firmly in the playoff race. Can they accomplish that stuff against the quarterbacks that are left on their, on their ledger? Because, you know, again, like those are three teams that have been able to run the football some uh, and get the Packers into situations where their secondary has, you know, has to decide whether it's run or pass. Um, last night, they kind of neutralized the, you know, they neutralized the Rams to a certain extent where wherever Baker Mayfield had to drop back to pass in known passing situations, they were able to gobble them up. Can they, can they get the Dolphins, Vikings, and Lions in similar situations the next three weeks? Well, that's going to be my next question. So uh, you've obviously got three teams that are that are fighting for playoff spots and, and jockeying for position. You've got Miami who's trying to hang in there. Uh, but get, tell me real quick about Miami because Miami has faltered here as of late. Obviously in the cold weather, maybe you give them a little bit of a pass. But prior to that, Tua has not played up to his level that he was putting out there at the beginning of the season. They have struggled. Their defense hasn't been nearly as good. Give me the thoughts on Miami first and foremost. Well, I think the Dolphins are kind of an average NFL team. They're they're kind of one of those teams where, you know, you can be tricked into thinking they're decent because of the schedule that they face. I mean, you look, um, you know, during their win streak, it was, you know, Pittsburgh, and that was only a six-point win, and they only scored 16 points. Uh, and then after that, Detroit, who defensively was at the time very bad, still not great. Chicago, who, you know, you guys know defensively is not great. And Cleveland, who is a sieve against the run. Then they go to Houston after their bye and score 30 points there. Like once they got into, you know, teams that are talented, plus there were three road games, the Niners, you know, that's a very talented defense. They score only 17. The Chargers, a very talented football team altogether with a great, I think, good mind at at the head coaching position, score only 17. And then Buffalo, I actually thought that they played well offensively, especially on the ground with Raheem Mostert, uh, but they lose that football game. So I would say, you know, the the Miami Dolphins are kind of an average team, um, which, you know, it is good for Green Bay, but they do do some things, and they and they did some things the other day. 188 rushing yards that really plays into the the weaknesses of what Green Bay is trying to do defensively, which is to play coverage and and hope that their young linebackers can make plays, and that so far hasn't worked. Um, and, and so that's really the thing. If you're a Packers fan, you have to be worried about Sunday. So moving moving forward, I mean, obviously the Packers have to get they have to win out. Uh, we don't know what the position is going to be for the Vikings come the second to last game of the season, but also a team that's fighting for position is the Detroit Lions. Give me your thoughts on Detroit and how they've really, for lack of a better term, they've started to light it up. Everything started to come together for them. Everybody was kind of a believer that they would be better this season, and then you looked at the beginning and you thought, boy, this just isn't materializing for them. And then all of a sudden they started to turn it on after they beat the Packers. Well, the the Lions you know, early in the season, it was kind of a tale of two of two seasons in the beginning in their one and six stretch. It was, you know, when they had Amon Ross St. Brown in the lineup, 35 points against the Eagles, 36 points against Washington, 24 in a game they really should have won against Minnesota on the road, and then 45 against Seattle. Once Amon Ross St. Brown went out, then there was zero points against the Pats, six points against the, the Cowboys, 27 against the Dolphins, but there was only there was no touchdowns in the second half of that game, so really only one good offensive half. And then the Packers game, which started the win streak, only 15 points. Once they've gotten Amon Ross St. Brown back on the field, it's a back again to where they scored 20 
uh, or more in every game and 25 or more in all, but the Jets game, Jets are very good defense as the Packers fans know. So, I, you know, it's been like, is Amon Ross and Brown on the field? The answer is yes. They're going to be pretty good offensively. And then they've gotten healthier on the offensive line, which was really one of their issues early in the season with Ragnow being hurt and the tackles kind of being banged up. Now they have all their preferred starters on the offensive line, and they've been great there. Um, you know, running backs with, you know, Jamal Williams, who I know Packers fans love, uh, scoring all the touchdowns, DeAndre Swift being the explosive guy. And then you've added in the last couple of games, Jamison Williams, the first round pick out of Alabama, who's added a deep, deep play element. Like they're offensively, there's just a lot of talent. And Ben Johnson has been great calling plays. So Jared Goff has really just been able to step in there and drive the car uh, to the tune of, you know, really good offense, 300 or more yards. Uh, every single game during this six out of seven streak for them. Uh, and then defensively, what they've been able to do has been stop the run. They've given up 100 or fewer yards in the run game four out of the last five weeks. The only game that they gave up more than 100 yards is the Buffalo game they lost on Thanksgiving. 95 yards against the Jags, 22 against the Vikings, just 50 against the Jets last week. You look at, you know, as a matchup, the Packers really want to run the ball with Jones and Dillon. Like, that's really where you got to be concerned as a Packers fan in Week 18 if you match up well with Detroit because their pass defense isn't the greatest, but their run defense, they figured something out over the past month. Talking with uh, Eric Eager, you can find his stuff at Eric Eager underscore over on Twitter for uh, Summer Sports. Uh, I wanted to also ask you uh, about the rest of the NFL. First of all, let's start with the Eagles. The Eagles struggled a little bit this past weekend, but actually pulled off the win. Is it just that good of a team that they can just play poorly and still just win? Are they head and shoulders above everybody else in the NFL, or are they just slightly better than maybe what's right behind them? I actually think, you know, the Eagles thing is more complicated than that because when you when you ask, like, what was the Eagles' best win this year, you, you kind of have to look and say it might have been Detroit week one. It might have been Minnesota in week two. Could end up being the Packers, you know, a couple weeks ago. If you look at their schedule, they have, really haven't played anybody. And, you know, even Dallas, the team that, you know, obviously you know, has 10 wins, they had Cooper Rush in that game uh, the week that they played them. So, on one end, if you grade out all the players, I mean, they're, an ab- they're the best roster in the NFL. And, and Jalen Hurts has been amazing. I think Nick Sirianni, uh, you know, is a LaFleur-tier coach. I think he's a great coach. Um, but you really haven't seen them play anybody uh, any good. Now, when it comes to the NFC playoffs, who are they going to face that's any good? Minnesota's the two-seed right now. You know, San Francisco's the team I think they really got to be worried about. Dallas as well. Um, so I-, I think the Eagles are pretty good. But I don't think they're head and shoulders above the rest of the NFC because we really haven't seen them tested. In the game against Washington on Monday Night Football, where they it was the first time, it was like halfway through the year, that they trailed all season in the second half. They folded in the second half. And, you know, against Indianapolis, they really needed a game effort at the very end just to beat a bad Colts team by one point. So we haven't seen the Eagles really tested this year. Uh, in, in easy tests, they passed, you know, with flying colors. But... Uh, I, I, still, I think if you're an NFC team that's uh, rooting for you know, a team other than the Eagles, I think you shouldn't be dis, uh, you know, discouraged by how good the Eagles have looked against mediocre competition. Go over to the AFC. You've got to Kansas City, who everybody knew was going to be good. Uh, obviously, they've been good even without Tariq Hill uh, in the offseason moves. Then you've got Josh Allen up in Buffalo, and they're still, by uh, many accounts, their prohibitive favorite for the Super Bowl. But then you got Cincinnati that uh, started off slow, and since then they've just done nothing but win. And they've won on the road. They've won against quality teams. They've won at home. They're just figuring it out. What is the most dangerous AFC team right now, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, it's it's 
it's probably Cincinnati at the moment. I think if you're a if you're a person who is looking at who to bet on to win the Super Bowl, it's got to be an AFC team, in my opinion. And you know, historically, it's going to be the teams that sort of peak at the at the right time. And right now, a team like Kansas City, close wins against Houston, close win against Denver. Uh, you know, haven't looked the best, you know, you know, win on the road in Cincinnati. Uh, and I thought, you know, played an okay game, but, you know, got handled by the Bengals. Um, you know, the, the Bills and the Chiefs are kind of like not peaking right now. And I think that's good for their future. But right now, if the, if the playoffs started today, the Bengals are the best of the bunch. It's just the question is, is can a team that starts slow and, and expend a lot of energy this time of year, do they have anything left for the playoff run? We saw it with the Chiefs last year. The start for they, they, they win all but one game going into the playoffs. They have an absolutely epic game against Buffalo. And in the second half against the Bengals, they just run out of gas. Um, the Bengals team at this time last year was kind of petering out. Uh, they catch fire at the right time. So if I'm a betting man, it's Kansas City or Buffalo. But right now, Cincinnati is the best team in the AFC. Real quick before I let you go, all the talk, obviously, over in the NFC Terrible NFC South, and we don't really look for much of a, a formidable foe coming out of there, even if Tampa Bay wins it. San Francisco with, uh, obviously, Brock Purdy. Is he real? Because that defense certainly is. Is Brock Purdy real? And how far, what can they do uh, over the next few weeks without Debo Samuel? Yeah, I think, you know, the, luckily for them, they're either going to have the two or three seed in the in the conference, having clinched that division already. So it might not matter. Um, Purdy, you know, I think is somebody who can run that offense. Uh, if he stays healthy, uh, I think he can be basically 85% of what Jimmy G is. And I think in this NFC, that's more than enough for San Francisco to get to the Super Bowl. And then once you get to the Super Bowl, as we know, I mean, they had with Jimmy G a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter against the chiefs. So, uh, I, I think San Francisco is probably the scariest team in the NFC. If you're an AFC, if you're a fan of an AFC favorite right now, the Niners are probably the scariest team, even with their troubles at quarterback. Dallas is clinched. All they're doing now is fighting for position. They got to the next closest team is a couple of games behind them. Uh, is Dallas anybody to really look out for? I mean, I, I've said all along, Dak Prescott, if he plays like Dak Prescott and plays well, he can be their best asset. If he plays like Dak Prescott over the last few weeks, he can be their worst enemy. He, he just is what he is. Is he the Achilles heel of the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, it's weird because, it, you know, I, I'm assuming the Packers don't make the playoffs. I know uh, hopefully everybody will forgive me there. But, like, in, in the current playoff race in the NFC, you can make an argument that Dak is the best quarterback in the in the field. Um, but also when you when you have and, – and in the first half against the Jaguars, he was that good. It's just that his bads are, you know, really bad. And so, uh, you know, I think if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you're betting that he can catch lightning in a bottle and your defense is good enough for the one or two games he doesn't play perfectly that you can win. Um, but yeah, I think Dallas is a force to be reckoned with. I just think, you know, at the end of games, do you really trust Mike McCarthy? Um, you know, do you really trust Dak Prescott to be error free when it matters most? I think the answer to both of those are maybe, you know, trending towards no, and that's going to keep them from really being a favorite, but they have a great roster. I think, you know, I think the quarterback is probably the best, like I said, in the NFC class going in. Um, and, you know, it just depends upon how consistent they can be. Eric, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you real soon, okay? Hey, thanks for having me on, Bill. Take care. Absolutely. There you go, our guy Eric Eager of Summer Sports. You can find him at Eric Eager underscore, at Eric Eager underscore, and track his stuff down there. A good breakdown of uh, not only what's going on here in our backyard, but also what's going on throughout the rest of the NFL. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Rodgers airs it out. Overthrows Lazard. It's a pick. Intercepted by Taylor Rapp. Lazard was wide open, and that one got away from Aaron I don't know if he didn't quite see the ball. Maybe he was expecting me to stop him with the ball. I came out and, and uh, was trying to kind of put it on him, but I, I guess he uh, thought I was going to stop him with it, so he stopped, and I thought he was going to maybe keep going. Miscommunication, maybe, but uh, Lazard, in my opinion, did exactly the right thing, and that was uh, sit, in the, uh, sit in the open space. That was it. Just sit there. and uh, And that's exactly what he did. So uh, just to me, it was overthinking a throw more than anything. That's all. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Pindell, a quality machining and manufacturing company right here in uh, New Berlin, Wisconsin. P-I-N-D-E-L. Go to Pindell.com. Pindell. P-I-N-D-E-L.com. That's Pindell.com. And uh, you can, uh, whether it's uh, looking for a career, somebody that is going to train you, give you great benefits, great pay, or maybe you're uh, looking uh, for a company to work with where you need some quality machining and manufacturing parts. That's Pindell. Go to Pindell.com. That's Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com. Let's go to uh, Todd listening to us in Mount Horeb. Uh, Todd, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Great show as usual. Thank you so much. What's on your mind? Well, a couple of things. I, I got to say, I think Rodgers, that's the same play that he threw to Adams all the time. Go to the sideline, turn it up, hit him in stride, go for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, you know, where there was. He could have done either way, but I just think that's, I don't know, I think these receivers should be watching how Rodgers and Adams interacted and maybe try and pick up on that either way. Um, but I was listening to the Mannings version of Monday Night Football, because I know you like Aikman. I can't stand him. <laughs> so, well, it's and, not that I like him. It's just that I, I'm not as hard on him as some people are. I went, but you know what's funny is I got up this morning a little bit late, and there was people that were complaining about him last night. So I started to watch part of the game uh, this morning because I DVR'd the game. I didn't DVR the actual, you know, the, the Manning cast. And it was like people were screaming, and I'm like, what are they screaming about? He's He's got an honest opinion, and he's not banging on anybody. It's just it, people just hate this guy just because if, if he played for anybody else, I think he'd be okay. But people just hate him because he's a cowboy. Well, that wasn't it for me. I mean, not that I liked him by any means, but uh, but I don't know. Early on, he, was, he seemed to be a little bit more harsh, and, and it came out a little bit to me. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm thinking the same way other people are. But I was listening to the Mannings, and uh, – Ray Lewis was on there, and I, I, I was just, you're going to love this, because that touchdown that the Rams had, um, he was just beside himself with the Packers. Uh, one defender was like seven yards deep in the end zone. Uh, another one was off on his own, and he's like, what? You know, they got all this room. Why are they letting, you're in the end zone. Why are you letting the, the receiver have so much space in front of you when you're in mm-hmm. the end zone? And that's exactly right. what we've all been saying about the Packer defense. Um, but on a good note, uh, you know, I, I do think, like Roger said, this is this is going to be work, and the, the receivers are starting to get in, you know, tuned with them. They're starting to match up, and things are getting better that way. 
And even Watson, you know, even when he uh, he didn't get the the clue there by Rodgers to to you know stop and catch the ball, Rodgers of course barked at him a little bit. But I did I did appreciate that they showed him later like patting him on the helmet and kind of smiling about it. So you know right. a little tough love, and then he says good job. And in, in post game interview, he was you know complimenting as he should be. So I, I thought it mm-hmm. was all good. No, uh, that I agree with. I appreciate the phone call. Now, um, I I would say, going back to what they were talking about, about why are you playing deep in the end zone, in the end zone, you don't want to let people behind you to find the back corner. But you don't want to – there's there's no cushion you're giving anybody in front of you unless you're trying to bait a quarterback into making a throw because you, you know you've got the jump of the ball. Otherwise, what are you doing? And 100% agree. It's always interesting when you talk uh, to, or listen to somebody who's been there, done that, and in addition to that, who's been there, done that at a very high level, say the exact same thing that we, as the common folks, so to speak, the great unwashed, where we don't really understand the game, when we say the same thing, and we're like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you giving a guy in the end zone a three-yard cushion in front of you with no defense? It's not like he's going to catch and run with it. He's going to catch and spike it in your face. Completely agree. Completely agree. 877-867-1670. So going back to the interception, going back to the interception and uh, Rodgers uh, looking at Lazar, Lazar looking at Rodgers, Rodgers trying to lead him downfield. I actually would have led him into the coverage where the, the interception took place as opposed to just hitting him where he was standing. Uh, the Mannings. The Mannings were talking about the interception. And uh, take a listen to what they had to say about that actual pass play. There's a boot. Here comes my post. Here comes my post. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was, it was, not, it was not what I was looking for. It was not what I was expecting. Eh? It was a rare miss. The safety in stride. He had him. He had him. It was the old... It was the old Kind of the the drag wheel, right? Lazard drag came wheel. from the other side. He's going to wheel up the left sideline. He had him, but but you got to drive it and put it on. Watch thirteen here. Thirteen. He's going to run a little drag route, and then he wheels up the left sideline. Aaron's going to boot away. He's got him. You got to put it on him. Yeah, he kind of just yeah. He just overthrew him a little bit. You can kind of see he didn't know how to react. He was trying to stop him, but it was just too high. Uh, uh, you don't see you don't see Aaron miss much right there. That they they even said, "Hey, look, you got to put it on him. He's standing wide open in the zone. That's what you're taught to do as a receiver. When you find that spot, you turn, dig right there. That's where you plant yourself and wave the arms, man. I'm open because the coverage is behind you and closing from the middle. You have found the space." Give me the ball and let me become the playmaker. First of all, you give me the ball, it's a first down. Secondly, give me the ball. Maybe I got a spin move, something that I can do where I end up either going for an extra two, three, five five yards, or I spin out of it. The coverage goes deeper into the end zone. I've got wide open territory. Next thing you know, I'm finding my way into the end zone. So even they said, look, (laughs) that's a rare miss by Aaron. Aaron was trying to take him down the field to some place he shouldn't have been going. And Lazard did exactly what he was supposed to do. Got the wheel around, you come up, bam, plant yourself. You found the open space. You did your job. And I'm not ripping on Aaron because he's forgotten more about football than we'll ever know. But in that particular case, that was for those that said, oh, boy, that, and you gave the benefit of the doubt to Aaron Rodgers. 
Oh, boy, I had to be Lazard. It wasn't. It wasn't. I said, I said it. I was watching it in the press box. And one of the times where I just focused on coverage and, and the route, and I went, wow, he's right open, right there, wheel route, right across. Uh, and then I was like, what, what are you doing? And then it dawned on me. Remember, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about uh, Randall Cobb being wide open on the sideline uh, in Chicago. And Rodgers led him too far and threw it away downfield. And Cobb said, well, that was one where normally you look at it and you say, okay, I've got the open space. And when you have that open space and land in front of you, you go and let Rodgers lead you. But, but instead, Cobb saw the coverage coming and said, I'm going to plant right here. Get, just give me the ball. I'm wide open. Give me the ball. Give me the first down. And Rodgers tried to lead him. Same thing there. So there you go. I mean, Eight, I will seven, say, go ahead. when it comes to Rodgers, like this season we've seen mistakes like that or moments like that. And then the rest of the game, they're just completely off the rails and inept. They can't move forward. Yeah. He was pretty much flawless after that, especially after halftime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a hell of a night last night. It wasn't great. By any stretch, I mean, it wasn't like statistically some incredible performance out of Aaron Rodgers. But uh, last night, you know, 22 of 30, only had eight incompletions, 229 yards. Uh, After that, had the touchdown, was sacked three times, 92.2 quarterback rating. It would have been a lot higher had he not had the pick. But not a bad night all in all. And, 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 you know, Aaron Rodgers, he avoided uh, the pass rush more than a few times, still was able to get the ball off. Five for five with Romeo Dobbs last night. Uh, four of six for Christian Watson last night, four of five for Aaron Jones last night, three for three with Dylan out of the backfield, three for four with Randall Cobb. I mean, he wasn't missing. He was on target last night, no doubt about it. And that might be the significance of an improving thumb. The ribs were feeling better. Maybe he just starts to play a little bit better and get a little bit better down the road. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Speaking of hitting them up, uh, it's Quickmas. Quick, Merry Quickmas is going on right now at your uh, Quick Trip stations. And uh, all you got to do is walk in, use your Quick Rewards card. They're giving away, giving away all kinds of presents and gifts to you or somebody who's lucky enough to win them. So all you got to do, go in, use your Quick Reward card. You're automatically registered. And don't forget, when you walk into the store, you look around there's some really good deals going on i talked about it the other day i went in it said uh buy one get one uh for the uh, the red bulls and then you buy a breakfast sandwich with it you got 20 cents off per gallon of gas and i did that i was like boy i'm paying i think it was three or 249 for gas was fantastic it was under 250 so i I was loving life stop into quick trip they've got all kinds of good stuff going on right now that is quick trip use your quick rewards card and you're good to go from our friends at quick trip Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, bang it, if by chance you're looking for uh, that last-minute gift idea, you got a griller in your life, you got a barbecue in your life, they can still get it to you. My guys over there at Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com, burnpitbbq.com, right here in Wisconsin, and they can put a gift box together for you. It comes to your house. All you got to do is wrap it up real quick and give it to your uh, barbecue lover. It's that simple, and it, it's ready to go. All you got to do is wrap it. That's it. Or just write their name on it. Who the hell cares? Just say, here you go. But it's good stuff, and uh, they are veteran-owned, uh, small business right here in Wisconsin, but they turn it around real quick. Uh, give our guys a call over there. Go to burnpitbbq.com. That is burnpitbbq.com. 
BurnPitBBQ.com. Again, BurnPitBBQ.com. And just good, good stuff. BurnPitBBQ.com. Uh, so real quick, I want to get to this because, uh, we're talking a lot of positivity today, obviously with the Packers getting a win, but coming out of PackersNews.com, Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel said, look, uh, the, the Packers were not wildly celebrating in the locker room last night. They know it's a win, you know, like you and I have been saying all day, it's a win. It's a win. It's the, the Rams are a shell of themselves for what they were. From last year, they were. It was one-sided statistically. The Packers outgained the Rams 345 to 156, 27 first downs to only 13. Uh, Rasul Douglas even said was quoted after the game. I think he said something to the effect of it was good enough to beat the Rams, but basically saying, "Look, if we're going to go down to Miami and get a win, we got to play a lot better than this." Uh, the Packers' offensive line did a solid job, uh, a solid job, uh, without David Bakhtiari on it. Uh, Rodgers was under pressure just a little bit last night. Uh, but they're missing a lot of key pieces up front. Defensively, on the other side of the ball, the Rams' offensive line, um, pretty much a hot mess at this point. Um, Preston Smith took advantage of it, and it was a victory. Um, but, you know, how many playoff teams can't even get off uh, of an end uh, and a ha- of the half Hail Mary against a three-man pass rush or can't execute a simple zone concept in the end zone where the pass thrown for a touchdown is begging for a safety to pick it off? Um you know, Rogers said we played a couple of teams that we should beat. Uh, that being said, it's still uh, tough to win a game in this league. And said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody, and we can also lose to anybody. And Rogers wasn't only the only one putting the brakes on the notion, um, you know, that they're going to run the table. Matt Lafleur giving credit uh, for to the other team and to his guys, but not getting too excited. Um, th- there's there's some promising signs. Okay. There are some things to be encouraged about. The Packers looked pretty good uh, on offense uh, on that first drive, moving the ball down the field, a nice mix of the run and the pass, and set up a first and goal at the eight-yard line. Uh, They suffered a setback on third down, settled for a field goal, but it was a pretty good drive. And The problem is we've seen them do this, though. They've driven down, they've looked really good, and then they shoot themselves in the foot, and they settle for a field goal. Or the inability to actually put a team away, you know, when when you have that. You have that ability. You can stick the heel in their throat and just crush it and, and be end, be done with it, and they don't do that. You know, and then after that, they go with the defensive three and out. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just there are times, though, that the Packers look like they're ready to turn the corner, and then they remind you that, no, they're the 2022 Packers. So I, I'm, I'm tempering my optimism, but I think there's still a legitimate amount of optimism. I just do. So we'll see. Uh, it's, real quick before we get because we're going to do power rankings coming up in the next segment. So I want to get into that. So let's get real quick to Chris listening to us in Brookfield. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. How's it going? In case I don't I'm good. Between now and Merry Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year there, bud. Yeah, I appreciate it. You too. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, we won. You rah-rah. You rah-rah. Big deal. Uh, the first drive you are just talking about. I love how you say positives and negatives, Bill. I love how you go back and forth. I, I really appreciate that you're not afraid to speak the negative and the plus. It's, it's, as soon as I seen Rogers first and goal at the eight-yard line and he's in shotgun, I tell my wife, I says, well, we're lucky if we get a field goal. I don't know if it's the play calling from the coach or if it's Rogers changing plays. We'll never get an answer to that question. But why he doesn't get under center when you've got a running game, as, as what we had 
to get down that field, it just blows me away. And after 14 weeks, like you said, to see the defensive backfield still look confused, still look like they don't have anything, any idea on what they're doing, it's just like, oh, I'd love to see them go down to Miami. Hopefully they got great weather. I'd like to see what the young guys can do with Rodgers in the great weather. But if we get eliminated, I would love to see Jordan Love have two weeks of preparation with the first stringers just for nothing else to see what he can do and to put more film out there in case someone wants him in a trade come draft time. No one knows yeah. what's going to happen with Rodgers, if he's staying or not. So all you can do is see what the kids got and let them see what he's got with the young guys and see Amari Touré more. I would love to see no, I would agree. I appreciate the phone call. I, I think that, uh, you know, when you go to Miami and you're talking about the possibility of just kind of showing it, if the Packers win, uh, I think it would be the eye-opener. Going back to then, if they lose, seeing Jordan Love, I was seeing today that uh, right now the value for Jordan Love, for what people know, for what they've seen, is probably a third-round pick. That's the value. If he gets a chance to show his wares at the end of the season here and he plays really well, they said that could go all the way up to a first-round pick depending on what teams are desperate for a decent uh, a decent quarterback that has studied, obviously knows the NFL, coming up on a, his first contract, that kind of thing, and is not going to demand a ton of money. A lot of teams could hammer for him if indeed he shows his wares and plays extremely well. If he doesn't, then they're saying third, fourth-round pick, who knows. Which I, I So there is... Right now, it's kind of steady at third-round pick. That's what a lot of people believe. Uh, let's do this. We're going to come back with the power rankings when we return. Stay tuned. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels Show still yet to go. we got Mike Clemens coming up in the 1 o'clock hour as well. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers beat the Rams 24-12 on Monday Night Football. Romeo Dobbs led the team in receptions with five catches for 55 yards and was asked if the team can win three more. I mean, the potential is there. It's just up to us, you know. If anything happens outside of what we are supposed to do, um, that's just shooting ourselves in the foot. But, I mean, again, on to the next phase, just ready to grind again. Rome, how did it feel for you to be out there tonight? It felt great. Thought it was great timing on when I was supposed to come back. You know, got a team win. On to the next. Running back Aaron Jones rushed for 90 yards on 17 carries and was asked how his fellow running back A.J. Dillon helped him. Uh, huge, huge. Uh, you know, we were able to run the ball, get that established, and we giving each other breathers but still keeping it going uh, is a huge part of it, you know, and that's something that we look to look to do, be the spark on, on the offense. The Rams fall to 5-9, and nine, having lost seven of their last eight games. Head coach Sean McVay. I thought our guys battled. I thought there was, uh, you know, some real positives, but there was also a handful of instances where we didn't capitalize on some opportunities that we did have. Uh, took a couple negatives on some chances where we had some, you know, shots down the field versus some favorable looks, but... Um, you know, we didn't get it done. We'll continue to uh, look inward and, and move forward and, and be ready to go against the Broncos. Green Bay has now won four of their last six games and head to Miami to play the Dolphins. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. I said it earlier, I think we can beat anybody. We can also lose to anybody. But when you win a couple in a row, it starts to give you some confidence. Now we're playing against some better football teams down the stretch that we can go to Miami and win. That's Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. 
Welcome back to the program. Glad you're on board. Hey, if you're looking to get a new home, get fast pre-approval. My buddy Scott Ellis with Homeside Financial did a fantastic job for me. Uh, even in this crazy market right now where houses, uh, the property is still going pretty good. The interest rates are going up. He keeps telling people that uh, that I've sent to him, hey, go ahead and do it now because they're going to come back down. Maybe in about a year you can get uh, that. Uh, you can get with the house what you want now, but get the interest rates to go back down for you and uh, really kind of work through things. And he, he, he makes it really simple, really easy for you. You can go to scottellisteam.com, Scott Ellis, E-L-L-I-S, scottellisteam.com, or just call him direct, 414-791-7771. uh, 414-791-7771. And also, he says, what's the access to the equity in your home right now? Can you get cash to pay off debt? Maybe he can do that for you. He can help you out. Again, 414-791-7771. The best part about it is I've used him. He's, He's a terrific guy, always available, and walked me through the entire process, explained everything to me, and made the best decisions with me. So it was great. 414-791-7771. That's scottellisteam.com. All right, uh, time now for some power rankings. Nothing really has changed at the bottom. Houston still sucks. Colts really suck. Really suck. Uh, Arizona goes to 30. Then Denver... They just kind of flip-flop. Chicago is down there. So there you go. Now the Rams, they stay right where they're at. No doubt. I really thought Atlanta would be better uh, with Desmond Ritter. They weren't, so they fall below New Orleans. New Orleans and them two flip-flop. Saints somehow, uh, impossibly, still in a little bit of an NFC race at that point. Then you've got uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And... For one half, it looked like the Buccaneers were going to be good, but Joe Burrow whooped their ass, and they continue to fall. Just above them at number 23 is Carolina. The Panthers had a chance to catch the bumbling Bucks atop the AFC South. Uh, they let a golden opportunity get slipped through their fingers. They got beat by the Steelers. Steelers move up. Uh, you, Mike Tomlin and company sitting at number 22. You get the feeling that... Uh, this kind of transition period, they're playing some decent football, and they're still fighting. I love the fact that they're still fighting. In the meantime, Seattle, number 20, and the Seahawks, man, they just they could have put their season back on track. They just didn't do it. We kind of figured with uh, Geno Smith somewhat ailing that, uh, you know, not going to happen for them. And I think they're going to take some more losses down the road. Cleveland, not that good. Tennessee, uh, they, they continue to go through their free fall right now. So we know where they're at. You get to number 18 and an unfathomable finish, as they said, in uh, the NFL Network for the New England Patriots. Wow. Uh, Up a little bit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Up a little bit is the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers are starting to climb somewhat. And uh, they're sitting at number, uh, I have them at number 16 I have the Raiders below them at number 17, even though the Raiders got that win. Uh, you got uh, the Washington Commanders uh, and then the Jets. They continue to play pretty good football each and every week. Uh, they're, they're, they're solid. Uh, then you got the Jets, at, or the, excuse me, the Giants. So you got the two New York teams, 13 and 14. Uh, and uh, then, uh, yeah, you know what? 
The Baltimore Ravens are still solid. I got Jacksonville climbing, though. Jacksonville's for real. I like Jacksonville. They're my 12th-ranked team right now. They wiped out that 17-point second-half deficit and beat the Cowboys. Uh, Baltimore, even though Baltimore lost, they dropped a space. Uh, They're my 11th-ranked team. And uh, now you get to the top 10. The top 10 kind of remains right there. Uh, At number 10, I have the Chargers. Still the Chargers sitting there at number 10. And uh, then at number 9, I've got the Miami Dolphins. Uh, At number 8, now they should go up. But they're going to stay right where they're at. Because Minnesota, you got to look at the first half. The first half sucked. The first half of that game was terrible. So for as much as you can say, man, what a powerhouse. They came back. They're going to stay right where they're at. They didn't They didn't go up at all. They're sitting at number eight because Minnesota, they gave up 33 points in the first half of that ball game. You know? Uh, I have the Lions right there with them. Lions sitting at number seven. They're impressive. They continue to win. Uh, falling, uh, falling one spot uh, from five to six is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, at number at number uh, five right now, um, I, I continue to look at, at the way these teams are kind of ranked. I got San Francisco sitting at number five. I've got Kansas, or excuse me, uh, Cincinnati at number four. Kansas City at number three. Buffalo at number two. And staying at number one is Philadelphia. Nothing really changes. Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City, San Francisco all sitting right there. The Chiefs, they, they're stacking wins. They're playing kind of sloppy, but they're stacking wins. The Bengals, they spotted the Buccaneers, 17. They came back and knocked off Tom Brady. The Buffalo Bills still hanging tough. Even though it was a snowy, goofy night, they held off. Uh, to, and remember, Tua has still not won in temperatures uh, below 50, but at least he gave it a go the other night. Uh, San Francisco's playing good football. Philadelphia's playing good football. Everybody's right there. But uh, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco. That's kind of the way the top five shape out. So there you go. That's the power rankings we have right now. But Green Bay climbing a couple of – but really, I, I you know, and, and going back to when we had Eric Eager on and you start talking about the standings, I think there's three teams right now that are legit in the uh, the AFC. I think Kansas City's legit, Buffalo's legit, Cincinnati's legit. Cincinnati winning six straight, Buffalo five straight, and then Kansas City's won back-to-back games too, but they're beating up on some lesser teams, so there's some question marks there. Uh, I'm still not a big believer in, in Baltimore, and I'm still not a big believer in Miami. Just uh, just not, not a firm, staunch believer there. In the NFC, I'm a big believer in Philadelphia. I'm a big believer in San Francisco. Even though Brock Purdy's at the helm, I still really like their defense. And and remember, San Francisco is plus 128. Philadelphia is plus 143. Dallas is plus 125. Green Bay is negative 27. Kansas City is plus 92. Cincinnati is plus 81. And Buffalo is plus 135. If you're going to be a division winner and you're going to really vie for a championship, you've got to be the positive number. Can the Packers battle back, get some wins, and get to the positive number? Hang in there. we got a whole lot more to come. Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. That is coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 